Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hey guys, this is a long-time fan, first-time caller. Just wanted to let you know, I'm I'm out in front of the Waffle House, and uh, there's a guy here, he's wearing a pop bear hat, a bunch of Star Wars memorabilia. He's doing this weird interpretive Ion Cannon-style-like dance. Is that the guy you're looking for? Because if so, I could, uh, you know, I could uh, capture him Mandalorian-style. You know, I don't have a carbon freeze chamber in the back of the family truck store, but I could zip time and uh, deliver them to you for, I don't know, let's say uh, 300 calamari for land. Let me know. Either way, big fans of the show. Uh, get back to me on this Papa Bear thing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ah. this week's Stop it. edition Stop it. of Our Certain Point of View. I'm Jim. Hello there. I'm Tim. Sorry, my mic is muted. I- I'm Papa Bear. <laughs> He's back. There he is. Uh, I was on every episode. It's just my mic was muted. Every time. He never said anything. He just now figured it out. We just now noticed. Yes. What are we doing? All right. Well, today is September the 20th. I want to say the 23rd. Is that right? It is the yeah, the September twenty third, which is an odd day to <laughs> literally. Um, it's an odd day. It's a Thursday. We're recording on a Thursday, mm-hmm. but uh, we got a kind of well two things. First of all, we once again missed our deadline last week, and second of all, something new has appeared in the Star Wars galaxy, and we're yeah. here to discuss it. We had a premiere yesterday. Dun da da da. Dun, 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 dun. What premiere did we have, guys? Visions. Visions. And as expected, seriously mixed reviews. Not about the content so much as the style. There's a lot of weird reviews too. There are people that I mean, there are there are people from the um, I hate the story to I hate the style to I love the story to I love the style to the new show is saving Star Wars. There's, I haven't seen that. It's, You're it's really quiet, everything. though. I'm really what now? Quiet. Mm-hmm. How about now? There he is. There's there he the is. guy we know. Am I, am I right. quiet? Am I quiet? Uh, you're not, but you are yeah. echoey. Well, this is, I'm in a very, very uh, austere room. Bathroom? I guess there's, there's, no, there's no conditioning. Bathroom? I'm a... Uh, I'm in the bathtub, actually. Uh, there's no water, and uh, I'm eating a club sandwich. Oh my gosh, I love club sandwiches. They're so good. Oh, I could go for a club right now. You just mm. ate a club. You ate four quarters. I did just eat a club, but I only ate the four quarters. You ate all four toothpicks, too. I have not... Oh. I have not... <laughs> what am I doing? I haven't seen a, a Save Star Wars type uh, comment, but... I do want to talk about that, um, but first, we got to do our normal setup. Uh, so, do we have news? We, what, what do we got going on? Let me look uh, at our. Let me look at my cheat sheet. I got, but first the news, and there's nothing there. Yeah, um, there is. There, if if you are enjoying the Vision show so far, um, a am. collection of Star Wars Visions, um, like apparel and goodies, have come out. Um, I'm online. I just sent a link to the to these guys a few minutes ago that has a Star Waver band T-shirt, uh, which I love, and my gift. Um, but there's other things as well, so it's just a cool, cool kind of a mix. They've already released some official gear for it. Um, a ton of socks, which I thought was socket tubing. I don't know why that's funny to me. I always say whenever anybody says socks or wears socks, I always say socks and two. So tonight we're 
<laughs> so good too, right? Tonight, y'all wanted to talk about two, the first two episodes. Is, is that right? Or, oh, yeah. So, the uh, all right, we'll get to that then. So, news, I guess, for you was that they have a bunch of uh, uh, merchandise. Oh, that's a shock. Star Wars is merchandising um, <clears throat> on Visions. I don't have any news other than I read somewhere that uh, Kenobi has finished filming. Ooh, that's fun. I don't know if it's true though. I just it was one of those Facebook headlines. Um, so if it's true, it is fun. Well, another. Um, this is not at all truthfully spoken. Uh, not truthfully spoken. This is not an announcement. Um, but some. I was talking to uh, a family member you've you've all met. Um, my brother, who was on the show a while back. And uh, he had so the thought Armando. that we might see Armando. Book of Boba Fett on Wednesday, December 22nd. Um, and that it might be, and I can't, I don't know if they'll do a Wednesday release. It seems like it's too big of a show, but if there's going to be any overlap with any other big shows coming out, then the other big shows might have the Friday, so they might actually do the Wednesday. Hmm. Um, because if it releases on Friday... The three Fridays in mid to end December are uh, the day that Spider-Man comes out, No Way Home, uh, Christmas Eve, and New Year's Eve. So those all seem like strange times to uh, sock a new show to us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because Disney owns all that. I want to see that. No way home. Yeah. Uh, but Boba Fett, we just saw a new Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, we did. We, yeah, we, Boba oh. Fett, we had a new show out yesterday. Wednesday, the 22nd awesome. of September. <clears throat> we're going to talk about that tonight. Yeah. So, not far we're... behind. Wednesday, September 22nd is uh, Friday, October 1st. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's another Star Wars show coming. What? Yeah. It's Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Oh, we started the countdown, didn't we? We started the countdown. Um, That's only eight days away. Oh my gosh, it is only Terrifying Tales. Oh yeah, we introed this uh, last uh, podcast. Yeah, last time we had this. Now, (laughs) after seeing episode one, I am even more excited. About Tuesday, October 12th, 19 days from now. What comes out in 19 days? The novel Ronin? Yes. So that's about that character, right? I I'm I believe so. I mean, it seems I, like I, it. I thought so, too, from what I saw. And we'll talk about that character. So episode one of Visions, we think, and is the, the... Yeah, the barkeep made sure to call him Ronin at some point. Yep. Um, and I think that that was stated to make the connection between this and the book. Um, so I'm really excited about this book now. Yeah, because that was cool, um, which we'll talk about plenty in a minute. <sighs> and then 40 days away, so 19 days away until the release of the novel Ronan. 40 days away, Tuesday, November 2nd, uh, Queen's Hope, young adult novel, which um, maybe uh, Papa Bear could read for us. Uh, I'm, I'm in the Googles. I'm, I'm almost there. Oh, here we are, episode 91. Sock it to me. Yeah, I'm going to sock it to you. Oh, you you just, I just saw where you got in there. <clears throat> yeah, I'm in here. So we're, uh, we're on, you just did Ronin, right? I just did Queen's Hope. Queen's Hope. Oh, that was my favorite. I was at the Club Sandwich. Thrawn Ascension, Lesser Evil, a novel, Tuesday, November 16th, 54 days away. Yeah. yeah. That is, uh, and, and I know that I've abbreviated there, it's Thrawn Ascendancy. What did I yeah. say? Ascension? Yeah. Oh, man. I never thought either. I thought it was a Thrawn ASCII book, really. I just like I a bunch of ASCII pictures. <laughs> ASC. It's a file it's, format. They're going to sock it to you with a bunch of ASCII. Man, that goes. <laughs> what happens the next day, though? We haven't talked about it yet, but the Life Day Treasury book already came out 16 days ago. I do have that. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. I haven't finished reading it to my kids yet, but. You know, you can read it to us. 
That's true. On the podcast. Like, like yeah. right now. Yeah. In celebration of 55 days from now, <laughs> November 17th, which is... What happens then? Wookiee Life Day. November 17th. That sounds like a significant day. It's Wookiee Life Day. we got to get out our uh, Wookiee trees. Have y'all got your trees set up yet? Yeah. Mm. <sighs> All right. And then there's some debate on now, uh, I guess now on December 25th being the date for the Book of Boba Fett release. 93 days. Tim's already talked about that. Celebration 2022. That's 245 days away. That is one scary thing about doing the podcast is dates that were forever ago. Like, like ah, that's like years out in the future. It's like, well, that's that's actually less than a year now. Um, of course, they did move it forward, so that's part of it. But Rogue Squadron is still forever away. December 22nd, 2023. That's like after the events of Blade Runner were set. Um, 820 days from now. Wasn't Blade Runner the original set in 2019, I think? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, I know the date's already passed, and I'm telling yeah. you, we don't have uh, sense. What what they call them? The, the androids? Uh, androids? Uh, I don't know. I think they called them sense for sentience. What are we doing? All right. They also had flying cars in Blade Runner. Of course, the planet was a mess. Yeah. <sighs> I well, think that now is the time there. that we should talk about something something near and dear to my heart. I did record a new episode of Jim's Corner for the Riff. However, the Riff is actually going to cut back on its, uh, on its programming. Gordon mm-hmm. has got some new obligations in his life, so he's decided he was running, I think, five or six podcasts a week. I think it was six, including mine. Um... And he's cutting it back to, I think, three. But anyway, so I I got one in the can for him. I don't know when he's going to actually put it out. Probably next Tuesday. So I did, what was the latest episode of Jim's Corner about? It was, uh, I don't even remember. But I'm sure it was really, really good. I know I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Oh, it was mistakes. It was mistakes in songs that are left in. Ooh. Can y'all think of any songs that have mistakes that are oh, left yeah. in? Yeah, I can think of one. It, it's a pretty cool little, you know, little music trivia show. So, yeah, these are mainstream songs that have mistakes in them that, the, for whatever reason, they left in the recording. So, yeah, that should be next Tuesday on The Riff. And while we're talking about it, you know what I'm going to do now, don't you? Plug The Riff. That's right. So, here's Gordon, and go, Gordon. Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. All right, so... I'm Apple. That was Gordon, only available on uh, Spotify. All right, well, I unpaused them because he said pineapple. We did talk about it last time. If you listened to last week's episode, uh, which I'm assuming Tim didn't because I didn't get any angry text from him, um, yeah, there's parts missing. I have no idea how or why, but they're not big parts, and they're probably not even good parts. Um, but yeah, like where it ends is not where we ended the recording. I do not know what happened, um, nor do I care at this point, because it still was a solid episode. You didn't include the Ion Cannon dance. Pew, pew. No, I actually didn't I didn't get to listen to last week's yet. I, I know. And because... I usually listen to them like the night that we record them. I usually do, too, to check the sound quality, but um, I listened to it the next day, and by then I was like, mm, oh, well. Because, again, it was a complete episode. It just, I because I was there, I know we recorded more than what actually showed up on the, I don't, and it's so weird, because, yeah, it's weird what's missing. It's not like I was doing editing and cut a part out or anything. I, I don't know what it was, um, but, but there are parts missing. Oh. One day... When, uh, you know, archaeologists are going through all these computer remains, they're going to find the lost footage 
from our certain point of view. Maybe it's in Jim's corner. Maybe it's in my corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Did I tell you I named my motorcycle baby? No. I did because, but 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 it's kind of backward reasoning because I, she loves to go in the corner. That that motorcycle loves the corners. <sighs> Tim, when are you gonna get your bike up and running? Uh, tomorrow. Really? Uh, Sunday, Saturday. Do it, cause I'm I'm know, itching to ride, man. Yeah, I'm ready too. I've been I've um, been riding a lot. I'd like to get into. Uh, I'd like to get into to make the space to start working on it. This week. Do it. I officially joined the Patriot Guard riders, the people who ride at military funerals. Yeah, I rolled that. Uh, I rolled that information through too. That was. Uh, that was that was kind of humbling. I, I did that for a uh, funeral. Here locally, and that was uh, that was very humbling. But um, it's it's a really cool organization. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Papa Bear, how's that club sandwich? <laughs> Papa Bear's gone. All right. So, <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, I was eating a club sandwich. So let's talk about visions. Yeah, visions episode. All right. Um, so I am the only one who's seen all nine episodes, aren't I? Yeah. 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 I've, I've watched, uh, three or four so far. I've been kind of taking my time. Um, okay. Well, tonight we're going to talk about the first two. Um, I... Wait, the first did... two? I only watched the last two. Well, we're going to talk about the first two, so spoiler! I watched the middle two. Out of nine... Well, I watched five and six. Is that okay? Well, that's more towards the end than yes, the middle. don't talk but... about them, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we can talk about them. Just See, kidding. that's why I watched all nine. Because I figured, I, I in all seriousness, I watched all nine because for two reasons. First of all, I had the day off yesterday. Second of all, um, I I wanted to like read what people were saying. So, and I know these things are only between like. 10 to 20 minutes long so it's not like you can have that much spoiler on something like that but that having been said i still wanted to go into it like not knowing anything and yeah just yeah, enjoy I've been, I've been off of social media yeah until i'm done well, i'm about to tell you everything really i don't know how to pronounce japanese words i mean i know a few i know wakaremasen which means i don't understand in japanese always learn how to say i don't understand in a foreign language je ne comprends pas you know what i'm saying um because ich verstehe das nicht that sort of thing uh, you always want to be able to tell people look i don't get it um also helpful in your own language i tell people all the time look i don't know what you're talking about and i wish you'd shut up um Wait, what? Why am I saying this? Because the first episode is is Diura, D Y U E R U, Diura, Diuru, 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 and it was the duel in English. It was directed by Takanobi Mizuno. Takanobi Mizuno. Yeah. Do you like my pronunciation? It's Takanobu. Takanobu Mizuno. Takanobu. And it was written by Takashi Okazaki. Animated by Kamakazi Doga. Kamakazi means the spirit, uh, the, what, what is Fly, it? The... Flying wind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a kami is a spirit in Japanese. I, I do know that. It's like a, it's like a ghost or a spirit. Yeah. Anyway. And it was released on September 22nd, 2021. So, The Duel. I thought this thing... Well, wait, 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 wait. What, did what did y'all think? I enjoyed almost every single moment of it. Yeah. I like this one better than the second episode. I did. This was one of my favorite out of the nine. 
this, but then, but uh, that's a pretty but, high bar because I they, really like they, this. They probably did that intentionally to make the best one first. Oh, I'm to, sure they did. I, yeah, I think so too. Um, it's also well, the it's, one that's going to get probably the most screenshots, like yeah. thrown all over the internet, which it seems to be kind of doing that. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm guessing. I mean, that's that's probably what they did. They probably picked their favorite and put it first. You know, once they reached out to these, um, was it seven studios to work on these nine episodes? Um, you know, they watched them all and they were like, these are great and here's the best. Let's make it number one. Now, they didn't necessarily need to, well, I guess they wanted people to keep watching, but they dropped them all at once, um, which, you know, I have mixed feelings about, but yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense that they would drop them all at once. I mean, there's no kind of continuity. They're all kind of over the place, so you can binge as you want. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, oh my God, did you see this? It's not like, you know, The Mandalorian where there's like cliffhangers every episode and you're like, oh, where are they going next? I cannot wait till The Mandalorian um, comes back. There was some there was some cliffhanging in this first episode. But, yeah. No, 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 there isn't. Do they come back? Yeah, there is. After, after I, he falls off the I waterfall. I it was just the one and done. Well, right after the he book. falls off the waterfall, there's a he's. Uh, no, well, I mean, he's I'm talking about a, little cliff as he climbed. Literally, literally cliffhanging. <laughs> yeah, he was. He had to climb yeah. back up. No, he didn't. He didn't have to. Yes, he, he didn't have. He could have just accepted it. Except so the let's, water. what happens in this? Let's let's give the recap and then talk about it. Um, so. I, I would not have known specifically this if I didn't look it up. This is supposed to be set 20 years after the fall of the Empire. Um, exactly. 20 years. Yes. Um, I guess we to should also day. preface this with... Uh, it was the anniversary. It was uh, anti-Empire Day. Uh, preface this with all of this is non-canon. And I'm really, really, really glad for that. Um, I've gotten to the point where I don't like canon anymore like the concept of canon anymore i think it's because i have been overwhelming myself with star trek lately <laughs> and I'm, I'm in the part of discovery where they got captain christopher pike who was yeah. in the original star trek the original series uh pilot that didn't air until much well that that was they did a whole episode with him not the beeping guy the beeping guy they added later that's a different actor actually that's the best um, pike ever that is a cool pike. I mean, that's how I hope my older years go. I'm just peeping. More applesauce. Peep, peep, peep. They did that to save money because they made they took the original pilot, cut it into that weird uh, trial thing with the beeping guy in the wheelchair, um, and made that into two episodes for season one. They did that to save money because they had already filmed that whole episode. But anyway, my point is... Discovery comes along, they got a new Captain Pike, and you don't see Star Trek fans freaking out, like, well, this kind of messes with canon, because technically he couldn't, and I'm like, I'm kind of over Star Wars fans doing that. Um, I wanted, I just want a cool story, man. And the duel gives us this. Yeah. So, does it violate canon? I don't think this one actually does. Um, but, some of them could certainly fit within canon, some of them... Seem yeah, like they I couldn't. mean, being after the fall of the Empire, to, to suggest that there are a bunch of Sith running around kind of like this, um, or that there are any Sith running around like this, is a little, you know, as far as canon goes, um, slightly inconsistent. So I feel well, different than Jim on canon. I like the concept of canon, and I like that we have legends. Um, I don't like some of the fans' behavior toward them. Um, whether it's, you know, well, I don't care about that because it's not canon, because what that really means is I don't want to go read the old stuff. Um, or the people who are like, I can't believe that this isn't canon anymore because you still have that fun story. They just didn't yeah. make it a movie. Um, you know, all those well, things. I like exist. consistency. I just don't need it to be super rigid the way a lot of Star Wars fans like right. kind of require it and to be. This is this is perfect. And this goes right back to what legends should be. You know, we find out that there's there's supposedly some dude who's running around taking out Sith where he can find them. Um, in Japan. 
that's a in that's Japan a, the that's art a really is... cool legend in the Star Wars universe, and that's, that's well. Perfect. Let's recap the story real fast because you kind of already have it, it. It does appear to be a little village in, J- in medieval Japan, um, which is actually the artwork in this thing was absolutely gorgeous. Um, out of all the episodes, this was the best artwork I think easily, um, which it was gorgeous. But um, it's kind of a black and white. Every now and then they'd introduce a little bit of color. Um, but yeah, we get this kind of samurai-looking guy wandering around with like an R two type unit. And with a hat. With, with, he's got, yeah, R2's got a hat. Um, and the, the lights that glow through the hat. Oh, yeah. so beautiful. I like that. I those like were that, color, I that was a touch of color as well. Um, but I guess he goes somewhere. I, I don't know what that little shop is that he's hanging out at. Um, but the bottom line is a group of bandits show up. And they're led by someone, a, a female who declares herself the dark a new dark lord and is heavily armored and has this crazy lightsaber and her yeah, and her bandits rod. are there to basically uh roll this village to, to go in there and you know take all their stuff and the villagers have hired a group of mercenaries to kind of protect them and so it turns into this big fight and because of this dark lord lady very quickly the mercenaries are kind of overwhelmed and so the story turns out the droid is tasked with um, taking out the uh, the bandits, while this guy who we only know as the Ronin um, ends up taking on this Dark Lord. Now here's what's interesting, and they they fight. And bottom line is, uh, yeah, he wins, and then he kind of wanders off at the end. So that's yeah. the recap of the episode. Now, here's the things that I found to be really interesting. So, who are these two? This Dark Lord and this Ronin. Who do you think they are? Because I'm reading, like, the actual recaps that, like, they're supposed to be the the official, and I didn't get this. They are Sith Inquisitors. Both of them are. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Ronin is also a Sith Inquisitor. That's the part that I was like, wait a minute, what? I was wondering yeah. why he had a red lightsaber. Yeah, when they revealed the red lightsaber, I was like, what? I thought he had just taken it from a Sith. I and then, but and no, then he the deal is, it to us. Yeah, he's he's hunting the Sith Inquisitors, and he is a Sith, a Sith Inquisitor. So I thought Which that was kind of cool. Gives the the concept of Ronin. A little more, um, a little more accuracy by name. You know, yeah, he's masterless, right? Who he reminds me of is Asajj Ventress, who basically ends up being a mercenary with Sith skills using red lightsabers, and not entirely a bad person. By the time we, what little we see of the end of Asajj Ventress's story, I like to ignore the novel. Um, is she's kind of a gray character. I think we should talk about Quinlan Voss. Oh my gosh, that guy's so cool. Can we he talk about Mace so Window too? Cool. Mace Window? Mace Window, yeah. Mace Window. I thought one of his lightsaber crystals was purple. Didn't uh, I see a purple crystal in there? I only I saw red. So. I only saw red. You gotta um, watch it again. I wish it was. All right. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I do want to go back. So one of the only complaints that I saw online about this particular episode, like specific, were modified lightsaber. Her lightsaber. Yeah. Um, but to to have the power running through. I mean, right now the concept of a lightsaber is that they could have this this plasma beam that has an end. You know, like that's that's the biggest problem with with lightsabers. So if they can control it to that point, they can send... I don't have an issue with her design. I had no issue with it, given that, first of all, she's a former Inquisitor. And we've seen the Inquisitors always have kind of weird lightsabers anyway, with like tricks like that. And second of all, Jocasta knew. You, you know what I'm saying? You smell what yeah. I'm stepping in right there? Was that smell like? 
What does that smell? Sock and smell? Sock and <laughs> smells like a. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> rifle that fires lightsaber bolts. Yeah, Jocasta Nug adapted her lightsaber so that it worked inside of a rifle. Sorry, a rifle that fires lightsaber bolt. Yeah, so I figure. I mean, one. if if they got stuff like that, um, and the spinning Inquisitor, you know, blades. I would have preferred they hadn't had it in there, to be honest, but it didn't bother me, really. What bothers me is how much it bothers people, I guess. Uh, because that is the number one thing I keep saying, oh, this is so stupid, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, eh, I mean, it makes well, sense that they would have these gadgets. I mean, Darth Maul, we thought, we didn't think a lightsaber could have more than one blade until we saw Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Mary Poppins, like in the Guardians of the Galaxy, where the guy's floating down. I'm Mary Poppins. Is that guy cool? Yeah, man, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's I don't cool. think I don't Merle think that it added. Dead. I don't think it added to the story at all. Um, exactly. That's why I'm like I'd prefer it wasn't in there. That's my only thing. Like with them being Inquisitors and the concept of this being something more similar to what we're used to, um, I would have preferred see an inquisitor style double blade or something of that nature i think yeah. it would have been cool um would have provided a little more it was just an animation trope yeah i i think so too yeah and like i said there's nothing wrong with it um i don't have an issue with it and i have even less of an issue because people are so bothered by it kind of like you said it's like all right well fine um the i love the way he ignites his lightsaber so and yeah i, I want to talk that about that the, too yeah, I know we saw that in the uh, in the preview. I I was always a little like when he put it away at the end, it looked like it had an extra piece to be able to slide back in. It's it's strange. I, I haven't quite reasoned out his lightsaber yet. Like I can't picture the whole thing. Yeah, he in has my a head. sheath. Um, they're so but, married to the to the look of the samurai with his character that it appears to be a lightsaber with a sheath. Yeah. Well, well, she had one too, but it was in an umbrella. Yeah, I guess it yeah. was. It kind of was. Yeah. It capped it, but I think there it's was like, an attachment problem. She's she's like the penguin. I, no, no. I, no. I think the power comes from that original lightsaber. Well, yeah, it does come from the base. Yeah. But then I think it was like an attachment, like when you. Yeah. You know, it was a. It's a like total a power. Vacuum. It's a total I mean, power bottom yeah. right situation. All the power is coming from the bottom, and it, it goes through. Uh, listen, it turns out he's only actually <laughs> defeated one Sith, and all of those little umbrella pieces all had crystals. He really just picked them all up. There you so, go. That's what that's what we were seeing there. No, well, I didn't see him. Get, I I thought he had those red lightsaber crystals from earlier. So he, he did. Yeah, he, Tim was being just, silly, and one of them was purple. I swear. No, it wasn't. Go back and rewatch it. I, um, I liked. I liked when they. Um, I did like the the kind of. They had a little bit of uh, of fan service, um, which I really liked. In the by the way, R five D fifty six is the uh, droid, but they had a little bit of uh, fan service when they were on the log and they went into the water. Yeah, that gave a very uh, Obi Wan Anakin on the lava kind of feel. Oh yeah, yeah. the same uh, music too. Yeah, I liked that a lot. You that know, was just those, cool. It was a nice little thing. And it's it's one of those things that they did really well where it was like, oh, this is like the obi but it doesn't take you out of the story. Oh, no. I, the, yeah, I, there I was that. There was a ton of really cool stuff. Like, um, the bandits were actually former stormtroopers. Um, you could tell they were all, like, all of their armor was basically stormtrooper armor, but 20 years old and, like, you know like heavily personalized and, and falling apart. And the mercenaries were pretty much all of the stereotyped bounty hunters. You had Forlom in there. You had, um, like, a, not it wasn't Forlom, but, you know, a, dro- a droid looked exactly like Forlom. And he was awesome, by the way. Um, he was the first one to confront the, the female Sith. And that was, he, he said, you know, stand back, you know, keep your distance. And that was sweet. She forced, you know, lifts him and pulls him to her and yeah. says, keep your distance or something like that. That, that was cool. They got a, um, a Trandoshan, like Bosk. Um, they, they, had, had a, uh, they had a Tuscan who was holding his gaffy stick yeah. on his head. Yeah, and he did the, <laughs> and got shot. 
<laughs> These stormtroopers could aim better than what we're used to. They they fought more like clone troopers, but I guess they've had a long time to learn how to fight. Finally, um, so the yeah that was cool. You the, want my uh, only actual uh, negative? The what? My only actual negative. What? It's all the way at the end. Remember when he's uh, collecting his crystals? Yeah. The purple crystal. He and then like he stops the collecting crystal. the crystal. Yeah. And he gives it to the to the kid, the chief. Yeah. What do you think that was about? Was the statement? This will this will ward off evil. Yeah, I don't. I did not understand that. Yeah, it didn't so, make yeah, any sense. He, he gave One, the kid it, a it, red. It traveled with crystal. evil. Right? Yeah. And two. He's sitting there with a boatload of them, and all that evil came down. So, like, I'm not really sure what the... Yeah, it didn't make know. any sense. Hopefully there's more to that in no the... Uh, well, maybe he's oh, just I, like that Jedi or evil. I bet the Ronin book we're going to get is going to be before this. Oh, maybe so. I I like I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm on board, so... Yeah. Oh, I love this episode. I've watched uh, it a other, couple times. Other... Um, were you know good mentions when he goes off the uh, the waterfall and then he goes yeah. behind it and there's a hidden temple you know behind the waterfall I love the way she goes down there and then uses the force to trap the log over the waterfall to create an opening in it that was right. that was an awesome use of the force that was really cool now, um, my question is where did that second lightsaber come from back there uh, I don't think it was a second light. I think it was his lightsaber. I think I don't he, think I, he lit a, I, no, he I lit a lightsaber he, on the statue. I think he had two sabers. I oh, think he, he did, like he had a samurai. Shoto. Yeah, yeah, he had he had the shoto and the katana, just like uh, uh, okay. what Ahsoka does. And that's what I mean. They're so married to the image of the samurai. It's a little bit distracting for me because again, the idea of of you know needing a sheath for your lightsaber kind of goes against what the thing is. And we saw that several, well, if you watch the whole series, you'll see it several times. Because, again, this is very much modeled after Japanese samurai. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, isn't that what they're called, shotos? The the short blades? Um, like that, so. It's like, like the, the katana and the shoto. And and then Killface used the shirikan to take out the guards. <laughs> right. I love Frisky Dingo so much. I will use the Shurikan. <laughs> Those are throwing stars. All right. Anyway, the yeah, so I guess I think Papa Bear's right. I think he put uh, his lightsaber in the hands of that idol and kept his short blade. So, yeah, she sees the lightsaber, jumps through, and strikes at the silhouette only to find out it's a de- decoy, and he's behind her, and he kills her, which is oh. another indication that he's a Sith and that I don't know if a Jedi would have done that. Um I guess that would have. Cuts the idol in half. Yeah. Cuts her and the idol in half. No, he she cut the idol in half. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because yeah. she thought it's it was him. And it's laying on the ground. Right into his plan. Yes. So, the duel. Um, yeah, so, again, what I took away from this, a couple really, really cool things. One, I love seeing feral stormtroopers. <laughs> I got that. So yeah, before we pineappled there, um, I, I said I like seeing the uh, the feral stormtroopers. That really is cool. It's a it's an apocalyptic kind of uh, yeah, post empire look. And with Mandalorian, we we do know that things kind of do fall apart. The New Republic does not really take care of uh, the the galaxy. I mean, what was it that Palpatine promised? Order to and security for his new galactic safe empire? and secure society. That's what yeah, he promised. Yeah, the, the Republic didn't Anakin didn't secure that. Order and security to his new empire. Your so, new empire. Again, my allegiance is to the Republic. That's your bottom line. Dollar, that's What's he say after that, Jim? What? I was singing... Uh, I know, and then it's your favorite line. What's he say after that? Sand. 
That again? Of course. My allegiance is to the Republic. To democracy. I hate that line. (laughs) (laughs) I've read uh, Plato's Republic. I don't need to talk about it. Hmm. What are we doing? Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah, I think we're on to the next one. Uh, But overall, the duel, I give it like a 9.5 out of 10. That was a good one. Uh, I was, it made me excited. I woke up, I watched it, and I was like, I'm going to watch all of them. And I did. That having said, let's move on to number two, or Numero Dos. Because uh, apparently Papa Bear watched it in Espanol. Um, Although, Muy despacito. Muy despacito. Muy despacito. Am I saying that? Is that right? I, I don't know. Um, I do know. I have a Bleistift. My Bleistift is yellow. We're not. We're not. We're not really preparing the kids for the future in Spanish. No, you learned how to say. I have a pencil. My pencil is yellow. Have you seen my yellow pencil? But I didn't have a pencil. I had a pen, and it was green. Wow. <laughs> That's an old buddy Hackett bit. <laughs> All I could yes. say was, I have a pencil. My pencil is yellow. Have you seen my yellow pencil? <laughs> Socking those Libros, children. Socking those Libros. This is The It's right around the corner, buddy. I don't know That's why right. you always got to know how to say it's around the corner in a foreign language, but this is Uh Speaking of foreign language, the funny thing about Tatooine Rhapsody in Japanese, it's Tatooine Rhapsody. <laughs> because Rhapsody is apparently a European word that Japanese didn't have an equivalent, so they just used it. And, of course, Tatooine's a proper name. So, in Japanese, it is still Tatooine Rhapsody. And this one was directed by Taku Kimura. I don't know any of these names, by the way. Um, Yashumi Atarashi? You never heard of Yashumi Atarashi? And written by Yasumi Atarashi. No. And the studio Colorado? Is that just like Colorado? <laughs> it seems like it. I think it's the per, it's the Spanish pronunciation. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so, someone changed the language of my uh, Disney Plus to Spanish, and I can't, I can't figure out how to change it back. It's uh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him, but I don't think he will. You see, he's already got one. He's already Sa- got one. <laughs> Sock it to me. He's got yes, clumps it's... of them in the back, yes. Clumps yes, yes. of it. Yes, it's a very nice. Um, <laughs> speaking of very nice, how do y'all rate uh, episode two of Visions? I gotta be uh, honest, I did not I care for this it. episode. I liked it more the second time I watched it. I, in with Papa Bear, did not like this. I thought it was a bad Gorillas video. So I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the song the, itself that they used. I thought um, it was catchy. It was very Disney. Yeah, but I, I didn't. I didn't particularly enjoy it. No, um, I didn't either. It seemed like they were trying to take more of a catchy, poppy Disney song and make it a rock song, and they they didn't quite. Oh, it it definitely had a Hannah Montana kind of goes rock sound to it. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't blend the two well enough. Um, so that that hurt it for me. Overall, the rest of the episode I did enjoy, um, except for the lightsaber mic. Um, like, there's a little bit of there's there's some story that's missing, and I know it's short, and we got this part of the story, but there's there's so much missing to who this lead singer character is. It's the right shape for a lightsaber. I mean, a microphone makes sense. Well, no, I think that it was a lightsaber. It's the only part of the episode I I liked because it added. It suddenly added a depth to this kid's story that was lacking in the entire. Well, at the very beginning, he's he's. It looks like he's running with his lightsaber. Correct. Um, and then he falls with it. You know, and so he tries. It was strange that he tried to use it and couldn't ignite it. It was, and then after it was just a mic. Um, well, the the, I think what we got from that is in the fall it was damaged and he never could repair it, and so the whole point is at the end that he had repurposed it 
to be a Mike because he's now. So the deal was he was a Padawan. Order sixty six right. comes. He gets yeah. He he gets hurt. Um, he breaks his 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 lightsaber and his flight, but he keeps it. Ends up getting picked up by this G or G E E the Hut. G the Hut and he the Hut wants to start a rock band. Plays the bass. Star Star Waver. Now why that is actually the one thing like I said I really really and I mean I really liked about this episode was that repurposed microphone um, because he couldn't get it to work as a lightsaber ever again. And by the time this is over, he has completely shed his identity of being a Padawan or a Jedi, and now he's a rock star. And that actually was the only depth I saw to any of these characters at all, was that this this guy just accepted his new destiny. Um, he's not going to try to crusade around the galaxy and get the Jedi back together. He's not going to try to find a new master. Um, he, his his lightsaber's a microphone now, dude. I I like that. Well, Gee was Gee was the same. He had some. His character wasn't bad. I liked um, him. I didn't like the animation of Gee. I didn't like the animation. The animation was really inconsistent because he looked really small. And then when he was walking away from them, when when Fett was leading him away, he all of a sudden looked more like a hut. You know. So, yeah, yeah, he did, uh, which was interesting because again, it was a view of a hut actually being mobile, which we don't see very often. Um, so the story, in a nutshell, is like I said, a Padawan running around, running away. Um, this hut, who probably doesn't know what he is. Just sees him as a runaway with nowhere to go. Takes him in. He's a young hut. G. G. What'd y'all say? He's trying to form a G. G. He's trying to form a band. So he. uh, I'm pretty sure they say G. He's trying to form a band. They they get Star Waver together. They're out playing a gig, and all of a sudden, dun dun dun. Who shows up? Madonna. Madonna shows up, the queen of pop from the 1980s. Uh, I mean, if, if Michael Jackson's the king of pop, then Madonna's the queen of pop. Um, there's no doubt about that. I mean, within about a four-year period, she had, I think, 14 top uh, top uh, 10 songs in the 1980s. Yeah. Wait, what, what show is this? Are we doing the riff? I, uh, I don't know. Maybe? Boba Fett shows up, not Madonna. Gosh, oh, you got me sidetracked. Good. And this is where, so, uh, like, two days before the drop of Visions, uh, I saw these articles like, Boba Fett's going to be out before Book of Boba Fett. And this is what they're referring to. I didn't like this at all. He looked like a bobblehead. He looks like, what are those dolls called? Look, looked like a Happy Meal toy. Yeah. The whole I, I thing. Thought, I thought okay, the whole so, thing looked like a Happy Meal toy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that was the studio's intended model you know a lot of people like pop figures which i don't like pop figures as a whole like the funko that's stuff the, the funko yeah pops. that's yeah. yeah right yeah, yeah. i'm not a big fan. i don't, I don't this, get that i don't get that this was either. not as extreme as the funko tons pop, of but i'm not a fan of funko pop overall and we have a few and like the the grogu the baby yodas they don't look too bad but his head is is large yeah, so they look like they anyway. belong um so for the most part i'm not a real big fan of those yeah but this neither. was this was kind of leaning that way I don't like it. Um, which is, you know, a style that they're using, and it's a style that apparently draws enough attention that these pops are all over the place. Um, so I was able to look past, I was able to look past that animation um, to try um, to get into what's going on. So I had to look I, at this as a younger story, yeah, um, than the first one. I get it; it would appeal to a younger generation. I'm an older generation, and it didn't really appeal to me. I felt like Same. it was, it was like. Uh, you know, the Blonde Ambition Tour meets Rugrats. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, same. It, it didn't work with me. My, uh, my youngest child... That's a Madonna tour, by the way. Absolutely love it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> what did you say, Tim? My youngest child absolutely loved it. Really? Well, then that works. And my guess is that Visions in general is trying to appeal to a broad spectrum. Because, like, Ronan was... The, or the first one, the duel is not really for a young audience. Um, there's one coming up later that is pretty much same caliber as the duel and has a similar kind of heaviness to it. 
um, and like tension. Um, that's definitely not really for a young audience. Which one is uh, that? I want to watch that one. Um, I'll tell you the name of it if you really yeah. want to know. Tell me the name. I'm, I'm the name is uh, actually so. Here are the ones that are really good. Like I think dark more. The Ninth Jedi is really good. That's the fifth one. Okay. Um, what is the other one? Um, oh yeah, The Elder, which is the seventh one. That one has a, a Ronin-like feel to it. Because um, I just watched the two that you were talking about doing for this episode, and I was just like, the second one just kind of killed it for me. It's like, I need to take a break. I feel like Rugrats, and I just can't handle the Rugrats. The the last episode, the ninth one, um, which is a Japanese name, and I don't know, it, I guess, I don't know if it's a, a proper noun or what, but it, the name of the episode is Akakira, Akakiri, um, and there is no translation for that, so I don't know. But that one also has a similar dark feel to it, like, like it's intense. Um, but yeah, The Elder, episode seven, has a similar feel to Rona. That having said, the rest of these are more along the lines of Tatooine Rhapsody. They seem yeah. to be more geared towards like kids or, or more lighthearted, and that's fine. Uh, I enjoyed all of them to to a, one degree or, or another, but some of them I kind of was just waiting to end. Yeah, um, okay. My least yeah. favorite was not this one. My least favorite is actually the third one, but the twins called the, the twins. Twins. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to. I want to rewatch that one too, um, and we'll we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, um, or whenever we record again, um, maybe sooner. But that one was it was strange. I didn't like that one at all. Um, I need. I want to rewatch it. Um, I think I'm. I'm at a point where I'm kind of glad they're 15 minutes because I think each one is going to take two watches to really to really get an appropriate feel for it. Well, let's, yeah, probably. Let's get back to Tatooine Rhapsody. So Boba Fett shows up. He's there to get Guy. Guy's got a death sentence from uh, from Jabba. And um, the the band actually fights back. I think their, their instruments are actually weapons. Uh, the bass had a laser gun in it or something. Um, and they fight back, and they make their way to their own little ship. But, of course, Slave One... Was it? Well, it was throwing, you know, it was melting faces. <laughs> um, they get to their ship, but of course, Slave One ends up shooting it down, and Boba Fett is able to capture Gee, or G Wiz. And um, so our, our young Padawan's name is Jay. And he, so now the rest of the band is like, what do we do? And he's like, well, he wouldn't have been at us, and I don't know. Um, so they go to Tatooine. Where the Boonta Eve Classic is held, whatever that arena is called, that was kind of a cool actual setup. Yeah. Um, but it, it was odd because, I mean, they I guess they got all those people there just to kill this hut. But the Boonta Eve Arena thing is uh is packed. The Boonta Eve yeah, Classic. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're like, we're gonna let you play one song. And of course, here comes the ultimate rock uh, rock story. The the pick of destiny shows up, and with this one song, Bill and Ted are able to bring uh, peace to the entire galaxy. I'm getting all my movies mixed up, aren't I? Yeah, you are. That's the Tenacious D. And and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, what are they? Something Stallions. Ah, uh, where the ah, uh, uh, it is something Stallions. This kind of reminded me of that. That did you ever see that show? And it was called Silverhawks, where they had like a bunch yes. of guys, and they had the the rock guitars and stuff. Holy cow! Yeah, and I do they shoot that. lasers out. You know, it was 1986. <laughs> guitars and lasers were everywhere. <laughs> yes, they were. They, yeah. that was that was hardcore. Wild so it stallions. Kind of, it did remind me of that. So I kind of like that. Um, but bottom line is they're like, well, you know, Java, can we play one last rock song? And of course he's like, and of course they end up winning over the whole crowd and the crowd's like more, we want more. And they're like, Java, if you're our sponsor, 
you'll actually make a lot of money off of us. And Job was like, okay. And then they rock out. Sock it to me. Sock it to me is the name of the, the first album. Um, so that's how that one kind of ends. And again, the only thing I really did like about it was the converted uh, lightsaber, showing that this guy really had turned his back on, you know, on everything from before, and this was his new life. I yeah. did like that. A couple that. of them, there wasn't time to give a couple of them the depth they needed, but I didn't mind yeah. any of the band members at all. The physics of uh, the drummer was a little bit, We've never seen that alien before. He had three torsos and you know, complete with arms and heads. Uh, three but heads, one set of yeah. legs, I think, and just one circular drum set. I mean, yeah, and he basically was still not keeping up with Neil Peart. Yeah, yeah, I was totally <laughs> gonna go Neil Peart. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, what a loss for drumming, Neil Peart. <sighs> that guy's life story oh. is crazy, man. I mean, yeah. He yeah. could eat some club sandwiches, though. He could also ride some motorcycles. He rode a motorcycle from Canada all the way down to the southern tip of South America and back. He would he would ride from show to show on a motorcycle. He was an amazing guy. He would surf the beaches from Pismo all the way up to La Jolla. And <laughs> like so many young men of our generation. Uh, that reminds me of like the sketch on Saturday Night Live where they're talking about that guy. At his funeral, and like every story got bigger and bigger. <laughs> I was doing the Big yeah. Lebowski with yeah, Donnie. Yeah. He's big fish beaches. So, in other words, you can probably tell I don't, I don't have anything really to say about this episode. There's no cool takeaways like the like the feral stormtroopers or anything like that. At least no, not for me. Is, nothing is good for sure. So Tatooine Rhapsody, I would give maybe a four out of ten, maybe a five if I watched it again. I like, I mean, I didn't thoroughly dislike it. I just was waiting for it to be over. It was, yeah. it was, it was a labor, and I did yeah. not love it. I did not like this. I'm gonna need to, yeah. I'm gonna do another watch. Um, like I said, my second watch was better. It did help that the the children in the room were yeah. thoroughly enjoying it before it ended we're yeah. to watch you know whatever the next episode is I think that's um, a huge part of it we're not the target audience for that we are the target audience for like episode one the, uh, right. you know, the duel exactly. well, maybe um, I should play it for my youngest and see what he says and, you know. maybe maybe I'll my, like it more my, my youngest hasn't watched any of this yet so hey. be curious what she says um <sighs> That having been said, there are definitely episodes in here I think that she'll enjoy, and some that we both enjoy together. Um, yeah, they're uh, yeah. Go watch. Uh, yeah, I like the Village Bride, which we're covering next week. That's episode four. That one's really cool. Um, but it is somewhere in the middle. It's not quite like super dark, but it's also not like for kids necessarily. It's somewhere in the middle. It's a good Star Wars kind of blend, in other words. And it's yeah. got a Star Wars wedding, which we've never really seen, right? Uh, we Spoilers. saw uh, the the secret wedding between Anakin and, pa- and Padme. Secret secret weddings don't count. That's like going to Vegas and I mean, who's Elvis in Star Wars? Viva Las Vegas. I Is guess. It- is it Dex and he dresses up like Elvis? It's size noodles, dude. Size noodles? Oh, that was one thing I also really liked about uh, Tatooine Rhapsody <clears throat> was that was hilarious when they're on the hollow net blasting and everyone's like, oh, we love this band. And they go back and they show uh, uh, size noodles and the, and the fingering dance, that, that band. And they're all sitting at their at a bar table, looking really mad. The modal nodes. The oh, modal yeah. nodes. That that was cool. Oh. That was hilarious. Oh. I did like that. So that oh. was that was some good fan service right there. <laughs> That's making me laugh now thinking about it. They socked it to him. Yeah. Oh. Sock monkey. All right. I think that does it. Next week we are going to cover episodes uh or whenever we record again um tim seems to think he's being ambitious we might actually record on time or even before 
Um, dun, dun, dun. So what? the twins, which takes place right before uh, the Force Awakens, is our next episode. Um, and then episode three of Visions is the Village Bride. Not sure when that takes place. I think it's sometime just after Order sixty six, but I'm not sure. Um, but these are really cool. Um, I do. I did kind of enjoy that aspect of looking at the different technologies and armors and seeing if I could figure out when this story took place. Yeah. Um, that was really yeah, I cool. I like that too. So, all right. Yeah. So, um, y'all got anything else before we call it? Did y'all want to talk about Marvel? What if at all? I still no. haven't seen the zombie episode yet. I've like seen, it. I've seen a lot of, uh, stuff on the internet about star Wars. What if? Well, I think so that they're... is what, I think that's visions. I think that's our certain point of view. No, no, no. What if, what if it's going through? It would be going through canon and changing some aspect of that. Well, Tim's right. If you go through the library of our certain point of view, we did a series of what ifs about a year and a half ago. Yeah. We did what if I don't remember which what ifs we did. What if Mason won? I think we did. They did win. Well, without getting his arm cut off and thrown out a window. Yeah, he got he got like, like he, one one. He had one, <laughs> and then he got you know cheated. Oh, he got cheated. You know. Yeah, because still, Anakin can cut his arm off. He's still out there. We're gonna see him in Obi Wan. He's not dead. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. no way a he's Jedi sh- master doesn't survive sh- that. Not a fall like that. I mean. Luke survived it, and he wasn't even a Jedi. Yeah. Like, the exact only... same thing minus the, the lightning. And that guy only had one hand, too. That's what I'm saying. The exact same thing. Got his arm cut off, fell from a great distance. And Luke had no training hardly whatsoever. And Mace exactly. is supposed to be, the like, the greatest Jedi ever. Although, I was re-watching uh, Phantom Menace the other day. There is a line in that that kind of bothers me a lot. Yeah, suck it to me. That bothers me a lot. The Sakatumi or the the line? No, it's storms coming, Annie. Yeah. No, not that line either. Where um, where uh, Qui Gon says to Obi Wan, he's measured uh, Anakin's midichlorians. Yeah. And he gives yeah. him the number, and Obi Wan says, "That's that's more than even Master Yoda." That's um, more than Yoda. It's impossible. Like over ten thousand. 10 yeah, million. It, it, it's clearly like well above Master Yoda, but I don't think Anakin was. Is it because he got his limbs cut off? Did that like cut down his midichlorian? Well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the maturity. I mean, Yoda was like 800 years old, so he could control it. It's like a child that first learns how to, uh, you know, make a club sandwich. But he's or making club sandwiches all the time. Not putting toothpicks in it or nothing. They're just everywhere. It's chaos. So what you're saying is Anakin had more innate ability to make a club sandwich, but Yoda had more practice. He had more potential. It's, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a thing that you're really good at. Like Queensryche said? But if you don't practice it, there's signs everywhere. They're telling you what to do. They're putting you down. Uh, They're blocking up the scenery. They're breaking my mind. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I do think... That when he lost some limbs, he lost some connection to the Force. Um, I I think it was a physical, like, you know, I mean, less body to be connected to the Force. He was still very strong, but he lost some of that ability. He got really quiet again, by the way. Is is it in the tips? Sorry. Is it just in the tips, or is it the whole, like, like, is there more connection in the tips of the fingers than in, like, the second digit? You know, where does he lost all of his fingers? He lost Uh both arms and both legs ultimately. You gotta assume some midichlorians left with that. Yeah, yeah. Although it does feel like Star Wars in general is ignoring the midichlorian thing now. Although I don't know, Mandalorian, maybe they're not. Hmm. Well, I mean, the purge, so they stopped testing for the midichlorians, right? Yeah, it's I don't hard think to get the midichlorians, midichlorians were ever... Now. 
I don't think they were ever popular with the fan base as part of the story. I think people right. wanted it to be more mystical anyway. Yeah. But either way, it did kind of bother me watching Phantom Menace when he said, it, that's more than Master Yoda. Um, what's the exact <laughs> line, Tim? Um, over 10,000, that's, that's even keep, more than Master Yoda. Yeah. You that's keep laying back, don't you? Because I can barely hear you, Like, and then all of a sudden I'll hear you really well. Over 10,000, that's even more than Master Yoda. See, that's oh. where you should be. Yeah. Hello yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I leaned back right around the time we said, I think that's it. Um, and then we kept talking. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, well, I've been... Well, no, I'm, uh, I'm here now. Well, now you're redlining. But, Hello um, there. Ooh, hey now. I don't know. I mean, I mean you got anything else you want to talk about? I can talk Star Trek if y'all want. We can start talk... Uh, uh, you guys ever been to Waffle House? they got a great... Great uh, waffles. Better than IHOP? Oh, they got the ion cannon platter. So anyway, this is, uh, I guess we're ready to wrap it? I probably. Let's Seems that then. way. All right. all right, well. All right, I guess that's all she wrote then. Um, uh, next week, again, we'll be covering the next couple episodes of Visions and talking more Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Wars in general. Um, I got Star Trek on my mind. What can I say? You know what's on the Ion Cannon platter? It's one pancake and a sausage link. And oh, and uh, it'll provide it provides cover. Yeah, as it's they got flee a, from Hoth. Got a big pat of butter in the middle. Pew, pew, and then it hits the star destroyer, and it's like an EMP. But what? Pulse. But you tuck the you touch the sock. The sausage link it's gets tucked underneath the is. the pancake. We know you're trying to recreate the image of the ion cannon from Empire well, I mean, Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, very good. I think we're I ready to go, it. though. There we go. I think we're like Republica, you know, the song for the 90s, ready to go. If you don't know right. that song, look it up. It's fantastic. Ready to go. All I right. Born well, ready to go. He was not. I'd be willing to bet if we met uh, uh, a newborn Tim... I could, I could just beat that guy up, like like fresh out of the womb. I'll you will it. try, <laughs> like an old school wrestler. I'm gonna pack the elbow and then just do a drop right on him. Pow! Uh, yeah. What are we doing? Can we go now, please? Goodbye there. Let's I mean, put us. Let's put the audience and ourselves out of our temporary miseries, I'm and uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. <clears throat> My name is Jim. And I'm Tim. And I'm Papa Bear. And this has been our, our certain, certain point of view. Star Wars. Goodbye there. Um, we, we have we have spoken. We have spoken. This is the way. Um, Remember, make sure you. The force will be with you. You mention us and you'll get a 10% discount. Alright, whoop. Alright, goodbye. Always goodbye. Audio one.